Hello, this is Paul Pennington. Thank you for listening to this podcast on health. This is an extension of the weekly Word on Health radio series that I've been making now for 20 years and features on 98 radio stations across the UK. With Word on Health, I only have up to four and a half minutes in every report to cover who, what, why, when and where of any health story. It doesn't allow me, unfortunately, time to share more about the experts and organisations that appear on air with me. Hopefully, something I can address in this podcast. My guest on this edition is the Chief Executive of the Lullaby Trust, a charity that raises awareness of sudden infant death syndrome, provides expert advice on safer sleep for babies and offers emotional support for bereaved families. Welcome to Podcast on Health, Jenny Ward. Thank you for having me. Jenny, first of all, tell me about the Lullaby Trust. When was it founded and and what was the thinking behind setting the charity up in the first place? Well, interesting time for you to ask me that, actually, because the charity was set up in 1971 as the foundation for the study of infant death. So we've just entered our 50th year. Our birthday is in a few months. Well, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. When the charity was first set up, it was set up by one family who had had a baby die suddenly and unexpectedly, who's picked up that other babies were dying in similar circumstances without any reason. And they really set that up to look at research, try and find out why these babies were dying. And at that time, we were looking at possibly thousands of babies each year dying. And over the years, the charity quickly became a place where families went to for support as well. And of course, in the early 1990s, as we kind of moved along and research did come up with some possible advice to give out, the Back to Sleep campaign that was pushed across the country has been hugely successful. So we've seen a drop of 82% in the rate of of sudden infant death syndrome. But one thing that we want to highlight from that is that it doesn't mean that it's solved and it doesn't mean that families are not experiencing this or, or that we don't have a lot of families living amongst us who have had babies die, even in 2020. We're still looking at four babies a week who are dying without a cause. I think our understanding really is that this is quite a complex picture. We're not going to fund a piece of research that will come out with one answer that says this is the reason why perfectly healthy babies can suddenly die. It's not quite as simple as that, but there are a few multifactorial things that we can take into account. So we know there's something intrinsic about those babies that makes them vulnerable. We know there's a particular time in their development that makes them a bit more vulnerable. And then we know that there are things that families can do that will make a difference. And that's the part that really we want to focus on. So talk me through those things that we can do. Well, the first thing that everybody I hope is aware of is that babies need to sleep on their back, not on their sides or their front. And that needs to be for every sleep. That's a really key piece of advice. Keeping your baby smoke free and particularly in pregnancy as well as after the baby's born, that's something really important that families can do. And then giving them their own safer sleep space. So making sure that they're on a firm, flat surface, that it's got a waterproof cover on it, that they're not near any pillows or duvets or, or puff or raised sides really that it's a it's what looks like a very dull sleeping place but actually that's the safest place for babies to sleep and there are additional pieces of advice as well keeping your baby cool making sure that their heads can't get covered there are lots of other pieces of advice that do make a difference but those three things are really the key so on their back 
smoke-free in a separate sleep space. Safer sleeping, hopefully, will make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've seen that it has already. I mean, a drop of 82% it is amazing. But for us now, it's the challenge of looking at, sadly, those babies that are dying in 2020 and looking at the circumstances in which they die and what we know about those babies and really highlighting that to parents. And we're not here to kind of frighten parents. We're here to make sure that they are informed of what we know. If us giving out one piece of advice might change something one family does and that saves that one baby then you know we're here and that's what our aim is congratulations on the incredible achievements one of the key aspects of what you guys do is offer emotional support for bereaved families how does that set up work when you do have any sudden death within this country a lot of professionals get involved very quickly which is a good thing because it means that we're throwing everything we've got into trying to find out if there is a reason and if we can't find a reason if there's learning that we can bring from that but it's very daunting for families you know being asked lots of questions and and having people that you've never known before asking you about your baby is a very scary thing for families to go through so we're here for them and they can contact us 365 days a year we also have a team of befrienders and they are bereaved family members themselves who we've trained to offer the same listening advice and that when you're looking at rates going down by such a large amount Um, thankfully it means that obviously much fewer babies are dying but it also means that where those babies do die families can feel quite isolated so being able to connect up to somebody who has been through something similar to you is really important to families and that's that's part of the role that we do as well. You're not a government funded organisation this is a charity which has been created out of donations right? Yeah that's right we've got an amazing team of fundraisers and anybody who has a connection with a family that have had a baby die suddenly and unexpectedly does see the reason why we're here and they're often some of our most amazing fundraisers. Well, congratulations to them and and thank you for all that you do. Let's look forward now. What can we hope for in the future? I think that our next challenge, really, I mean, what we have been very lucky in being able to do is getting professionals who work with families with young babies on board with our messages and that, that huge drop that we've been talking about is one of the reasons why we've been successful in that. So it's all research-based, and we know now that it works. So our challenge really will be looking at how we can engage with professionals, and obviously public health is changing quite a bit. So we want to make sure this remains a priority. The numbers have gone down, but we don't want that to change. We know that the pressures on parents are different. So in Safer Sleep Week this year, our focus is on when families are really tired because we know that the majority of families have told us that they don't always follow the Safer Sleep advice when they're really tired themselves. So it's kind of supporting families through that. Even when you're tired, follow that advice consistently. And then for bereaved families, I think it's ensuring that they get the support that they need when they need it so we know it's not just you know when a baby dies the impact on the family then but actually that carries for the for the rest of their lives and through every every family and other event that they're coming across so we want to make sure if they do decide to go and have other children after they've had a baby died for example that they have the support that they need we run a program called connie which stands for care of next infant that's delivered through health professionals who are great and really dedicated but we need to make sure that 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 stays as a priority when there are other challenges in public health Anyone listening to this podcast wants to find out more about the Lullaby Trust, where should we direct them? Certainly go to our website, lullabytrust.org.uk, and everything you need is on there. Thank you so much, Jenny Ward from the Lullaby Trust.